Hungary has never sent a U19 eight to Worlds, like ever. We're the first ones. On tonight's program, ladies and gentlemen, we have something that's going to make you sick. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the Four Stars Podcast. I'm your host, Hudson Forster, and today we've got the Hungarian junior national team, Anna Schrieber and Petra Kasani. I'm super excited to have you on the podcast. Thank you for hopping on. Uh, first of all, we see, I know you guys can't see on the actual podcast, but Petra's got her University of Miami gear on right now. She's headed up to the Hurricanes, uh, where she'll be rowing and be coxed by Lauren Graves, uh, coxing from Newport Aquatic Center. So, Super excited to have you on the podcast, and I just wanted to know how your time was in Italy, that whole thing. Just walk me through how that went for you guys and introduce yourself and just share, share, share to the people who you guys really are. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll start, I guess. Okay, so I'm Petra. I uh, This is my first year on the Hungarian national team, um, and uh, yeah, I'm headed off to Miami in a, in a, co- in a week, actually, and next week I'm going. It's so scary. But um, that's super exciting. Um, and Italy, right? Well, Anna, you go yeah. first. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think we had a just really great uh, competing experience. It was a lot of fun. The whole place had just a really magical vibe to it. And it was a, probably one of my best racing experiences. So we loved it, I think. Yeah, I think the view was amazing. And I think the biggest part when you first go to like an international regatta is just like, you hear like so many different languages around you and so many different kinds of people. And I think that was really amazing. Like Mm -hmm. I was just waiting every morning to go to the race course (laughs) and then just be like, see all these people, like see all these famous rowers. And I just be like, Oh my gosh. Yeah. It was definitely really exciting and awesome. Yeah. So were you guys, were you guys born in uh, Hungary or are you guys born in in America? So I was born in in Budapest, but I lived in uh, France for most of my life. And now I live in New Jersey. Actually, I wrote for uh, Blair Academy in high school. So, so yeah. uh... Uh, And I was actually born in the U.S. in Atlanta. And uh, so we moved around there for a lot. Lived in the Silicon Valley area for most of the time we lived there. And uh, I've been here in Budapest for, I think, seven years now. So that's where my most of my family lives. So it's just more of a home to me. Yeah, I also started growing here two years ago, so it's basically oh, wow. where. So. Yeah, we're very fresh rowers. I I started rowing like two and a half years ago as well. Mm-hmm. Um, on a on a swam before, oh. and I play basketball and handball and tennis and whole lots of of ball sports. But but yeah, <laughs> started rowing. Yeah, lately. Nice. Yeah. yeah, I mean, handball started for me in in the uh in the I think it was the fall of two thousand and eight. When I, when I had kindergarten, that's when I started playing handball, playing on the playground with all my friends, you know. We had some serious, intense games, uh, very competitive handball. I love, uh, I go crazy. Whenever I see a handball and I'm, I am buy a garage or buy, I buy like a steel wall, oh, I'm crazy. You can't beat me. Sliders, everything, you ain't stopping me. So I'm very excited <laughs> when it comes to handball. So I I, I hear you. Uh, and honestly, I never really swam. Uh, I mean, I've, I'm have i a good swimmer, but I'm a lifeguard, you know. So like I, I try swimming, you know, I'm not like that fast, but 
you know, when I was younger, I did make it to the Sharks level at my camp, which was pretty big, I'd say. So, you know, I'm I'm pretty, I don't know. But anyways, um, I'm super stoked to have you guys on and just to hear more about, you know, your journey and whatnot. So I guess the big question is, why would you guys switch from your sports to go to rowing? Like, like what was so important about that and what gravitated you to it? Well, uh, my dad has been rowing for like 35 years and he well I never had rowing really like around me I, I I went to public high school before Blair and they didn't have rowing so I just like played basketball and then I was like I'm just gonna give it a shot in uh in high school and so sophomore year like right before the pandemic like I went to the um, the training camp like the spring camp we have at Blair um in Texas and I just like fell in love with the sport and I think that's partially thanks to like John Redoss my coach he's definitely huge shout out to him I mean I don't think I'll be I'd be anywhere without him for me so I've swam for like uh, 11 years before rowing so that was like an extremely long time for me and uh also like the last few years I was swimming my brother started to row and uh he just had a really great experience uh at the club where we are rowing right now but he sadly had to quit because of an injury but um I really just like when I switched from swimming to rowing I really enjoyed it like rowing has like a beautiful uh, feeling to it and like even like when you go race and you're basically dying out there and but it's still just like really just a fun sport so yeah. that's why yeah sure. got you american rowing and then hungarian rowing has there any like differences in that regard like do they teach you differently anything that you brought over from the u.s to america like to uh hungary oh definitely i think there's a lot of things done very differently i think the yeah. biggest difference ultimately is the coxing culture yeah, in Hungary, and I think in most, like, Europe, yeah. yeah, most European countries, I, I don't want to speak for the others, but I know in Hungary, like, coxswains will just be, like, random lightweights that they, that they pick up that can, like, just come down and cox for a race, and, like, most clubs don't really invest in cox boxes either, it's not really a thing, like, a coxswain's really just there for steering, so that was super interesting, because, um, I would say, like, as I was stroking the eight, and, um, our coxswain, like, I feel like I... I tried to teach her a lot of the like the American coxing ways because I think there's a lot to bring into a race from a coxing perspective and like what you say, like how rhythmic it is and all that stuff. And um, yeah, I mean, the rowing obviously I think isn't much of a US to Hungary. I think it's more like every club teaches it differently. I want to say like every coach likes a different style of rowing. Like uh, in my high school, I learned a lot of like Dutch-like rowing, so it was much more like sit straight and like, you know, like start like back and, and, and legs go together and here it's much more like Italian style, like much more like like legs and then back. So that yeah. was very different. It's also much longer movement. Yeah, much think, longer yeah. movement than we used to do. Yeah. Yeah. Got you. Okay. But I, I mean, myself, I'm a coxswain, right? So, I mean, hearing that you brought that culture to the... Hungry boat, that makes me happy because you're, you're able to kind of help out and bring your knowledge to that regard. And um, I give you props for that because a good leader is able to help the other boat and help people go and get faster. And it with that knowledge, it really does help. And I'm sure you also learned some great things from the Hungarian girls of how they kind of, you know, do things as well. So um, that's nice for you. But so Anna, how old are you exactly? Are you, uh, how does it work in Hungary? How does the school system work down there? Does it are you are you in high school? Are you in uh, upper? How does it work? Like, uh, so I also just finished uh, high school this uh, last spring, and uh, so I'm 17 right now. I kind of started 
high school half a year earlier than most people, which I'm still 17, but uh, I think it's a very similar system. There might be a few differences, like uh, our homeroom teachers, uh, we stay with them for four years usually and not switch every year. So that was probably like one of the biggest differences that uh, I experienced when we lived in the US that we just switched every year, which was really weird. And uh, yeah, so also just high school is also same four, four year system. And uh, yeah, you just go on from college wherever you want from there. So you lived in Georgia and then you go to Hungary. I mean, two different atmospheres, like well, like any culture shocks there or no? Uh, well, since we always visited uh, our grandparents here in wow. Hungary, and the it was more natural to me to just like move around and like I'm used to both cultures and uh, like like I can see the main differences, but uh, I wouldn't say there like I would have like a culture shock like okay what's going on like why why is this or that happening because I've basically lived in both places for the same amount of time almost so it's just both very familiar yeah. Got you. Okay. So are you planning on going and rowing for university? Uh, well, yeah, so I'll have a gap year this next year, but uh, after that, I'm planning on going to university in the U.S. I haven't decided yet, but I'm really looking forward to just figuring out like which university is going to be the one. Got you. So, so have you gone any of your, any of your visits to kind of check out some schools or you've or that's not been something that you've been doing right now? Yeah, I am going to, but not yet. So I think like right after nationals, uh, I'm going to go to the U.S. And then when school starts there, I'll visit a few places and just see the whole vibe of it there. Yeah. We'll, we'll chat off camera and, and, and talk about kind of like those schools. because I know sometimes people don't want to disclose the certain schools they're going to and whatnot. So we can talk about yeah. that off camera. I'm kind of interested in kind of hearing what your thoughts are and stuff like that. Um, but you know, Miami is a great school, right? It's a huge, huge school. It's, it's a beautiful place to live. Um, I love Miami. I haven't been there in like almost a decade now, but it's a beautiful place and it's a great, it's honestly, the water's there. I had a podcast with the Miami beach rowing club girls, uh, three of them, sorry, four of them are like very, very good rowers. One's going to Cornell, one's going to Harvard lightweights, Texas, Duke, like they're strong, strong rowers. And, you know, they, uh, they were just telling me all about how amazing their, their program is. And I was seeing videos of just have the beautiful waterways and stuff like that. Like you're going to have an amazing time. And I'm just very happy for you. Cause that's like, you know, the program is awesome. There was this one girl from my high school who I had no idea she even rode. And I went on the roster one day to kind of like, just kind of see what was going on, like with the program, like the coaching staff and whatnot. And I saw her name and I was like, there's no way this girl from my high school is rowing at Miami. And I was like, that is so cool. Like, she was like a, I think she played like, I think she was a swimmer or something. I don't remember exactly what, or no, she was a cheerleader. And now she's in a, she's in a rowing team. I'm like, what the heck? So yeah, it was a whole different, I was like, this is very, you know, interesting. And I guess the, the culture there is just super welcoming to add a lot of walk-ons on and they have the, also the experienced rowers come in and coxswains and whatnot. So that's awesome. I, I think one of the, also the big reasons I loved uh, Miami, like aside from where you row and the campus and the school and everything that I love about Miami, I think one of the big reasons was that when I started the recruiting process, I had like, I didn't have, I wasn't that fast on the year. Like I had like a 735-ish, 34, I don't actually remember or something like that, like in the 30s. And um, that wasn't enough at that point, like for a lot of the bigger schools. And um, I remember like when I was talking to Miami, they were just like, so interested in me from the very beginning like from the get-go like based on like 
videos and from like how I was on the water. And I think it was really good to see a school interested in me for more than just like an arc time. And then I feel like I also was able to prove that like they gave me that chance. Like they trusted me. They wanted me even though like I wasn't that fast. And then, you know, I just, it felt so good like sending them like every half years, like new arc times, like new PRs. And, and I just knew that like, because then other schools like started to chime in and we're like, okay, like now we're interested, but like really I knew that like Miami wanted me from the beginning. They wanted me for more than my arc time. And they're a huge program. I think that is really like doing better every year. Like they've been thriving the past couple of years. And like, I really want to get that momentum and keep carrying it. That's my goal. I'm supposed to have a, a podcast with Lauren Graves, who's going to be your coxswain next year. And she, yep. uh, she, I, I, I think she's super, super hyped, and she comes from a very good program too. So, speaking about programs in high school rowing, Blair, right? So, how how do you fit onto that team? What are some of the things that you've learned from being a part of that team and and just that culture of New Jersey as well? Yeah, well, I have a lot of things to say about Blair. It's it's truly an amazing place. So, Blair's a small boarding school, right? In uh, in New Jersey, there's like four hundred or so students, and so our team. It's just very it, it's quite big like I think like I, I calculated it last time and 15% of the school actually rose wow yeah it's just so small <laughs> and so so um the coach there right I said uh John Redos he's just he's just awesome like I went there and um uh I think I started off in on the erg like on the dynamic erg and it was just like learning the motions learning it all and then it really turned into like just a grind. Like I really find, found the grind there because like the pandemic hit. And then after that, in the fall, we did a single. So in the fall, we only sculled. And in the spring, we do cox fours. Like we don't have eights. Only the novices row eights. And so this year, I think, has been like truly amazing. Like our boat was insane. Uh, we have one girl, Dylan. She's going to Virginia. And... Isa, she's off at Navy right now. I think it's still pleep summer for her. So I don't think I can reach her right now, actually. And and Caroline, Caroline's not rowing in college. She's she's She was really a gem. I mean, she's such a good rower. And uh, she won't be rowing in college, but she really performs so amazingly. Uh, we ended up getting second at Nationals, Silver, uh, in the Cox 4 event. So that was Senior 4. That was truly amazing. I think this whole season for us was really like about learning how to row together, like grow together. Cause we're all good rowers separately. And I think when we found that one, you know, ability to row together and push the boat together. And we had that same goal so deeply in mind. I mean, like nationals was right after graduation for us. We're all seniors. And usually the way it works at boarding school is that the week after graduation, you have a bunch of grad parties and we just like as a group didn't go to those because like we're we just like didn't want to we were scared of catching covid and we just didn't want to we've worked so hard for nationals for youth nationals that it was like so close to us and we didn't even end up attending that because it was just like there was really a group commitment i would say to that that common goal yeah. so that was really so you so you guys purposely isolated yourself to make sure you guys are ready for the race that you prepared for 
and you kept your mind right and you were able to go out there and just perform and do super well. I mean, that's, that's a lot about you guys. I mean, how much, what'd your coach say about all this stuff? Did he know that you guys were deciding to do all this and kind of shying away from the average, I guess, quote unquote, teenager post-graduation lifestyle? Did he know about any of this stuff or was he? Well, we, I think what's amazing is that we kind of tell him everything. Like he knew about it. And obviously he's not, he said that he wasn't going to like tell us not to go. Like we make our own decisions. He's very much like a coach like that. He like makes suggestions, but you know, we're adults at this point. So make our own decisions. And I think we decided as a group that this was the way, because like we knew like one of our classmates got COVID and it was just very like up in the air. And I think if I can add like one thing that I remembered about Blair about a program is really like we're able I want to say to execute like we had a time trial at nationals right so that's that's a very tough I think it's a very different kind of rowing because you don't have any opponents like to go you, you don't have anyone to race against it's the clock and so you're going and I think one of our big strengths was a was our ability to execute a race plan so like with experience we had so many races this season and we were able to just sit there at the time trial we ended up winning the time trial and like every single part of our race plan was just executed beautifully. And and I think that was our strength really this year. So you guys made a team effort to just go out it and do out at full send and, you know, had that one team, one purpose mindset. And I guess, what was the goal? Like, 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 what was the eternal goal? Like if you guys didn't get silver, like, like what was the major goal? Like, did you guys want to just make it past time trial? Did you want to make it past semis like what was your like before you went down there obviously everyone wants to win right but there has to be like a kind of central goal in mind like that you know you want to aim to achieve what was that for you so we like we started off the season and I remember our first race was like a like a, a friendly race it was like a dual race and we just didn't know where we were at we were just like okay like like we've got some good rowers in this boat this year like let's see what we got and then we had that race and then we're like, guys, like we can be fast this year. Like Blair's never gotten a final, I believe, in the women in women's at youth nationals before. And I'm definitely hasn't meddled at all. So we made history quite literally for Blair. And um, so we kind of sat together and race after race, we we got better. And we're like, before going to Florida, before flying to Florida, we're like, okay, like guys, we, we can win this. We know we can win this we know we have a shot, like we have a shot against all these boats. We have a shot against all these D1 rowers that are in these other boats. And like our goal, I mean, our coach told us to never, it was his thing to never look at other heat um, times, results, names. Like we weren't allowed to stalk anyone because it was just about, you know, sitting at the line, focusing in and like beating who that day at that hour of the day was next to us. Wow. That's insane. And, Speaking from like like a Blair perspective, uh, I guess was the was the school super happy that you guys were that you guys qualified for youth nats? Were they like super stoked for you guys as a, as a as a team? Yeah, I think they were very supportive. Blair was definitely very supportive. I mean, we've got Blair's got a huge athletic program. They're number one in the country for wrestling for I don't know how many years. Basketball as well, women's and men's. They're really good. Lots lots of like Division one um, players out of either sport so they were definitely like stoked that there, there's another sport at Blair that was really thriving for sure and how are you deciding to thrive outside of rowing like what are you guys going to major in what do you hope to major in any like post post-graduation uh goals you have in mind any companies that you think you don't want to work for which 
like what like after rowing like run once rowing is kind of like fading away and you guys had done your you know you do exceptional in college and whatnot and you make you know you make a name for yourself there where do you hope to make your name where, where do you hope to make a name for yourself out, outside of rowing i probably want to go on with rowing and just try and make the best of uh like university rowing and maybe after on the hungarian national team and uh just compete there and try and get onto the national like races and do my best there and uh for majors uh i've been thinking about architecture for a re really long time now but with throwing that's probably one of the hardest majors to do as i found out since it has i think around 18 credits per season or semesters yeah. and so i'd probably have to do something uh similar to it some either engineering or design related major think yeah just combine the university life and uh rowing life together and do my best yeah yeah that's awesome i think well i'm gonna major in uh international relations and uh political science economics altogether. <laughs> um i i've lived in three different countries now and i feel mm -hmm. like I know that I want to work internationally. I know that I like, I have the languages down, like I speak three, almost four languages now. So I think that it, it was kind of like, like I feel like I was kind of meant to do that. It's just, I need, I need to work like in between all these, like these countries that I know and that I know the culture of that I've lived in. And um, so after Miami, I, I, I mean, I haven't thought like I probably want to do a master's degree or something, but I feel like that's still far down the line. Um, I just want to focus really on studying and that's the amazing thing about going to college in America is you can really be a student athlete. Like that's not really, I don't know if you've, if you know this, but you can't actually really be a student and an athlete anywhere else. Well, maybe in, yeah, like, like, in uh, England or something, but yeah. in, in Hungary and most like European yeah. countries, you can't really do both. Like it's like, it's either you decide to do rowing or you go to college. It's super hard to, yeah. to like juggle both. Um, and I think when it comes to rowing, you know, I feel like all rowers have a common goal, like a common dream, you know, it's like the Olympics and it's like, that's all you think of. That's all you think about. That's what you think about before you go to bed. <laughs> yeah. But um, obviously still something far down the line. I mean, it's a dream for all of us. Um, I think that I really love the sport right now and I love what I do. So I think the most important thing is, is loving what you do. So as long as I keep enjoying the sport and keep, you know, keep it real, that's what matters. Yeah. I'm proud of you guys. That's awesome. International relations and being able to communicate, like, with not just, like, your own country, but, like, the entire world itself. Like, that's, it's a very strong, strong thing to have under your belt. And speaking all those different languages, like, a lot of companies, like, if you can do that, that's, like, really cool. Like, not, not too many people can actually be able to do that. Like, was that trilingual? I mean, what do you want to call that? It's like, you know, like you can speak multiple languages. That's insane. Um, wow. <laughs> I'm, I used to, I, I'm Jewish, right? So I used to be able to speak, you know, Hebrew and like when I was in Hebrew school and like, you know, I wasn't like the best at it, but I could do it a little bit. And then in high school, I did Spanish, right? And I'm pretty good at that. Uh, but no, I mean, I'm not like, I'm definitely not fluent in all three of them. That's definitely not what I'm able to do. So, I mean, Kudos to you for being able to do that. And then, Anna, I wanted to ask you a question. So what do you prefer? Like, what's, the, what's like the main rowing out there in Hungary? Is it sculling or sweeping? And, and which one of those do you prefer over the other? Uh, in every club. And uh, also just, uh, it like, really depends on what the coach wants you to do. 
uh, and basically why you have a bigger chance in qualifying for the national team. And so for me, uh, since I didn't have anyone in the club who was uh, like on the same level as me until uh, the summer and a little time in the winter when Petra was here in Hungary. So uh, everything outside of that, I was basically schooling or and single schooling most of the time. And so that's basically how I qualified for the national team this summer. And uh, we went to the European Junior Championships that was also held in uh, Italy uh, earlier. Uh, I think it was in uh, May. May. Yep. And so we went on the quad there and uh, we placed eighth in overall. And uh, after that, uh, the national team uh, had basically decided that uh, we should do an aid because we have better chance and placing and we'd have a much better team that can uh, just achieve more and compete better. And then so that was what we did uh, when Petra came home from the U.S. after their nationals, which was really amazing. And they did an amazing job. And uh, yeah, so we just really enjoyed that learning how to uh, like sweep basically because I've only sweep like probably like 20 to 25 times my whole life before we started rowing the eight uh so yeah that was just really fun learning experience i'd like to give actually huge kudos to um like my team the eight because i remember when like american national youth nationals was happening they were all like watching live stream and like supporting me and i think that like that was just so important to me and that felt so good that i had my team behind me and I think we had a spe- very special team this year in the eight. I mean, we had we had a girl that literally never sweeped. Before. <laughs> yeah. We had a girl that never sweeped before sitting in the eight. No we way. had um, we had actually we had a fifteen year old sitting in the boat. I mean, she's truly amazing. Boys. 15? Yeah. fifteen. And not the cox. The cox was fourteen. Yeah, the cox <laughs> was fourteen. Coxon, yeah. Dang. And Younger, we had we, youngsters over here. Oh, geez. There was obviously the. The, it was so competitive in the eight this year. I mean, I, I don't know if you if you remember, but um, in the past like four or five years, there was only like five six entries in the eight in the junior eight. This mm-hmm. year there was a, yeah, <laughs> it was really so, tough. Was a lot. Yeah, I heard about that. It was a lot of people competing against you guys. Um, what what did it feel like to kind of race against the uh, the Americans? I'm just curious to kind of feel that because you were at American Nationals and then you go and compete against them. What was it like? Well, we actually we actually didn't race against the Americans because we we were in a different heat and then we were in the B final. Oh, got you. Okay, my bad. I wasn't. I'm gonna be honest, with you guys. I wasn't super like I would. I didn't watch. I didn't watch a lot of this year's Junior Olympics. I should have watched a little bit more. I just didn't. Um, I, I only watched the the A final of, of the women's eight, the men's eight, because I had friends of mine that were in those boats and I wanted to watch the last race. Um, should have watched more races. Uh, I watched a little bit of, of the men's singles and whatnot, but I, I didn't get a chance to really watch a lot of it. And so apologize. I, sh- I should have been more prepared of really watching the races beforehand. But even before you were, you were in Hungary, like you were still had that great connection with your teammates. Like you were able to go out there and they were watching you and cheering on. And like, they just wanted you to be amazing. And they saw those results come in. They're like, oh my gosh, she's coming to our team now. She's going to bring the heat. It's going to be awesome competing for Hungary and you're doing great. And you guys are making a name for yourself and, I, I'm really excited to see how Hungary does in the next couple of years. Where do you guys hope to see it turn out to be? And and I guess in for you 23s, do you hope to come back and compete for them? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So we've been talking with uh, coaches and uh, 
So four people, or sorry, five people from our eight are going up into the under 23 category this next year. And uh, yeah, so we'll definitely be looking at putting together either uh, four or Cox four or maybe even pairs, but we'll see, just try and compete at the international events and do our best there. So that's really exciting too. Yeah. Just go back in the summer and compete. Yeah. But the season's not over yet for all night Yeah. Because, uh, <laughs> this weekend's huge. I don't actually, also a, dif- a fun difference, fun, I guess you could call it, <laughs> fun difference between the U.S. and, and Hungary is in Hungary, like Anna and I are competing in five different events at nationals. Yeah. Five different events. Yeah. And, and those are? So we're, so nationals this year is three days. Um, the first day we're in the U19 quad and the U19 eight. Yeah. The second day. And so this is for a club racing for a club. Uh, the second day we're in the pair U19 pair. Third day we're in the adult eight and the U19 four. Yeah. Wow. So in the U.S., it's like you race in one thing. Here, yeah. it's like you race in everything. Well, I mean, well, I mean, that's I understand that, but it's like at the same time, it's like, do you want to try to perfect that boat, or do you want to be diverse and do a plethora of boats? Like, there's people who do like, like youth regionals, right? There are these two kids from Newport Aquatic Center where Lauren Grave is from. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The men's pair, the men's uh, Cox Four, and the men's eight, and they won all three of them, right? And it was like they could technically go to youth nationals and they could have competed in every one of those events, but they just chose to, you know, just roll in the eighth. And so, like, that's what they decided to do. You know what I'm saying? So it's like you can do that, but it's like kind of difficult to kind of be top dog at each one of those events. Um, was this Travis and his pair? Yeah, Travis and Keon. <laughs> uh, yeah, the pair of boys. They, I, they're, they're worldwide now, you know. I mean, I hear Pitbull in the background, uh, you know, but it's like these these guys, they, yeah, they're, they're insane. They're, I, they're, I, I can definitely see them. I mean, Travis is a uh, couple. It's like a year older than Keon, but um, I definitely see them doing a lot of U twenty three stuff in the future and and things like that. But um, yeah, I have a podcast with them coming out in a couple of weeks. So, um, but I, I don't know, guys. I'm just like very happy for you guys. You know, I mean, I don't know. I think you're going to be able to do great things in San Diego Petra. Like you guys are going to be going on to great teams and making names for yourself. And I, you know, have hungry in the back of your eyes is like you guys are going to carry that team with you even in America. So, and I see a lot of it, like, how do you, do you guys feel like happy being like bringing international style rowing to the American culture of NCAA rowing? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I think uh, there's just like a different, a little bit different spirit behind the whole rowing. So us, you just have this amazing team usually like 50 girls or something like that and one team just competing a bunch of seat races trying to be in the best few boats and here it's uh you, you row with your club it's basically like a whole family and uh like in the u.s you probably never go out in college in like a mixed uh quad or random mixed yeah. boats which are really fun because like as a girl you have like two or three other guys sitting behind you and the boat's basically moving much faster than it otherwise would yeah. so that's also no that's that's experience. such an amazing part i think yeah. that i enjoyed so much here growing in hungary is that you basically go down to practice right every day and you don't always know like what you're gonna go out in like it might be a four it might be a pair it might be an eight it might be a quad like you don't know and it's like back in the u.s if one of the girls in the boat would be sick or like couldn't come then it's like the whole boat would stay 
on land. Yep. Here it's like the other day we had a guy just randomly sit in the the woman's aid, like because yeah. he was like, okay, yeah, I'm here, like like let's go, let's do it. And then you know, there's always someone like willing to hop in and, and help out. I think it's really awesome, like how much. And I think we do a lot of. I've learned so much about rigging here. I've I've done so much rigging and so much like actual like boat work that I didn't do back in the U.S. And I think that like we had to um, we had to um, what's it called like slide the dock down further because it it was like too close to the water and it's like all stuff that I I wouldn't learn. <laughs> yeah, do. but honestly, yeah. it's also so many things. Yeah, you have a coach my team from Greece. He was on the Greek junior national team and a very, very strong, you know, rower. And he is also a doctor now. And he brings so much like help and so much uh, knowledge from his, from like international rowing. And then here to the U S like he knows all about Felipe style rowing, like with the boats and boat, boat mechanics and boat maintenance. He's our boat man. Like he knows everything. Like if we need help with this, with something on the boat and something's wrong, he'll know how to fix it in like a second. Like he doesn't even need sometimes tools. Like he just knows how to do it. It's insane. Like he's, he's insane. Yeah. So, you know, having his input and knowledge too. Like, I feel like, I feel like I don't want to sound like I, you know, I don't know like if I can speak for everybody in the U.S., but like a lot of the things in the U.S., like a lot of people, like boatmen, people, like they're like a big part of like the clubhouse, like that, like, you know, like the club. And um, I feel like in international stuff, like a lot of people just kind of know how to do stuff on their own. I don't yeah. Know. yeah, definitely. Like yeah. about, about rigging, like even like, <laughs> even like setting like oar length and stuff like that like it's stuff that's like so like you just like, yeah the coach so always useful. does it or the boatman basically in the u.s um, and yeah. then the coach like you know shows you once or like one of your teammates shows yeah. you how to do it and then you just end up learning it and uh after about a while like you go out on a new boat and uh you have some problem like you have like a little problem okay like i can't uh slide in in the right way so like mm. my legs yeah that I mean, legs lower too yeah you, you just go in further so you just know it. everything uh on your own yeah. and you don't even really have to like ask the coach okay like i have this problem what should i do because you've already experienced it or you've already basically learned how to and you just know how to do it. it and you can just like get it done you don't yeah. need to like wait for anyone yeah i think in the winter it was so fun too um <laughs> i came here in the winter for winter break yeah and i was rowing with anna right and i was like okay like it's the winter like we're gonna irk one of the big reasons like I went to Miami because I love to row and like in Miami you can row all year round right yeah so I came to Budapest and it's cold in the winter here very cold and so I'm like honestly like we're going out on the water I'm like what <laughs> and so we're going and we row so we row in the center of Budapest and um in Budapest there's a, a river that flows through the city right so it's like a mainstream river with like big boats and big like motorboats and the water's really always awful it's terrible every time there's like huge waves and like anyways and so we're rowing and then and then honestly like we're going out on the water it's like 5 p.m at that point so it's already dark outside because it's the winter so it's it's pitch black we're going out in the city to row it's like the water's like <laughs> freezing cold yeah. there's like no light no coach with us and we're rowing and then my parents were like my parents made me download life 360 it was like petra like take your phone in the boat <laughs> like we need to like track you we need to know you're alive we need to know you didn't flip and get hypothermia and i was like this is truly amazing and then we had the little like uh lights that you put on the riggers to make sure that like other boats see you 
because there's other mm. boat coming like keep in mind like we're a tiny like rowing boat and there's huge like hotel so you have boats. so you have them on the riggers because we have them like either on like the bow or like the stern of the boat we don't have them like actually on the riggers that's interesting i've never seen that before Yeah, we had them on the riggers because they were actually like bike legs yeah that you put on the oh so we cool didn't i think there's cool also one that the uh the bow bow ball list basically but we um did have that one usually it gets, it gets wet and then after a while <laughs> it's it just just stops gets working yeah it stops working but it's it stopped working in the rigor as well so yeah we ended up being in the dark no matter what <laughs> that's awesome uh <laughs> we survived we survived yeah that's good stuff right there i mean i just think it's interesting how like international rowing and american rowing is just so different i, I there's so much I, I just see so so many similarities but i see a lot more differences in like competition and how boat maintenance is, is done and stuff like that and, and knowledge about boat mechanics and stuff like that and boat feel um i, I don't know it's, it's really interesting to me so my goal is when i get older to kind of check out international rowing a, a little bit more to talk to more people and that's what i've been learning about in the previous podcast is i'm able to speak to people who compete internationally compete for the u.s and it's like it's a really cool way to kind of learn you know what i mean it's not like you don't have to act you know exactly be there but you can learn from people on like a personal note and i try to do that through the podcast um so that's the things that I'm, I'm hyped about but uh i what were you guys about to say Oh, uh, I was going to say, if you ever come to Budapest, I think you'd really like our, our club. I mean, our dock, it's yeah a, it's, so our dock is our boathouse. I don't know if that makes sense, but there's a house, like imagine a house, but it's on the water with a dock on it. So, so the whole thing is, it's like a floating house that has all the boats in it. That is sick. Right? <laughs> That is, yeah. yo, I'll send did you. you guys hear that in the podcast? I'm, I'm saying, you know, Petra's saying it's a floating house with a dock on the water. That is like some like Mary Poppins Hogwarts stuff. What the heck? That's insane. That's cool. All right, guys. Well, I, I mean, I'm going to have to check that out. And kind of, if you guys have any pictures, I'd love to kind of see what it looks like. That's, I, that's, that's awesome. Remember I was telling you about that one, uh, that Greek rower? Um, Yeah. so we call him, his name is Yanni, right? So Yanni had it, this, this, he was had this single, right? This very nice boat. And I come to practice one day, I go down to the dock to kind of check out the floor. I wanted to make sure that there's no, there was no birds. By the way, guys, when you have boats that are outside, don't be surprised if you see birds in the coxswain shell, like in the coxswain pit. We had nests. Oh yeah, we had nests, sticks, all that stuff like that. It'd be, we had to throw like things of towels and like garbage bags and just put, shove them in like the coxswain pits. That way the birds wouldn't like nest in there. Because in all honesty, like birds get cold, you know what I mean? And it's like they want to be somewhere that's like they can like live and it's like, you know, hibernated in a sense. So they Get go. a rat Yeah. Get a rat nest. Yeah, there was actually birds that would go like blow our shoes. You know, like the shoes that you have, to, you know, you have to like move the shoes like that. They'd be under there just like sitting in there. Like we'd just be moving our shoes and there'd just be a bird just fly out out of nowhere. It's like it was. Yeah, it was. That happened a lot. So I we have been to the ringer when it comes to that kind of stuff. And there's always birds, bird poo all over the boats. And we always have to clean them all up. So, yeah, keeping boats outside is definitely a lot to a lot to do. I think it's if you can find a way to kind of store boats inside, I think that'd be the best way to go. But, yeah, it was uh, we, I, I, I know I, I kind of understand the whole thing of outside docks and whatnot. It's it's something else. So do you have to qualify times for the Hungarian Junior National Team? Do you have to show any like ERG scores or results prior to that? So that way you can actually make it or is it just kind of like. You're from Hungary, you're a good athlete, you grow, you can be on the team. How does it work? We can we can share that it's on the website. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. yeah, So yeah. the there's a baseline time, right? Um, it's different for every country. So Hungary, it's like seven thirty five for for U nineteen, uh, national team, and that's like 
the minimum you have to do pretty much to go to like international regattas. We have a bunch of girls like sub 720 in um in the eight. So yeah, Anna's at seven seventeen, and yeah. I'm at seven sixteen. Yeah. So, yeah. God damn, that's <laughs> insane. Dang, you guys are really. I mean, that's. I mean, that's. That's awesome. I, wow. I did not know that. So that's wow. Uh, well, you could definitely get into some great schools those times. I mean, obviously, you know that. So I mean, that's that's insane. And your results speak for themselves. Not too many people can say they they compete internationally. You know, so that's pretty cool. Wow, did not know that. Uh, geez, how do you guys get so fast? Like, what? Do you, how how do you remain so disciplined? Yeah, just... I don't. I don't know. You know, you just gotta keep keep being motivated you got to believe in yourself yeah. I think that's like what my coach told me the most probably it's like he believes in us so much but he told mm -hmm. us that he believes in us as long as we believe in ourselves like that's the most important part and you know it was like very much in the winter is like very 2k focused for us it's like three weeks to prep for the 2k we do 500 meter pieces 750 meter pieces one 1ks and it's like what what is the split you want to achieve like literally i was like my goal and i've dropped like my previous 2k time was 728 so it That's was like really good yeah it was a That's big drop really freaking good okay but keep sorry keep going my bad <laughs> you're good so it was a big drop and i was like at first i was really scared i was very um worried that that was too big like i couldn't do it and then like i started doing all of that and my coach kept saying that like i could like i've been hitting the splits on the 500s and the 1ks and so, like, I wanted to get a 7.16. That's what I wanted to get. And so then I, I did the 7.16. Yeah, she just, it's like, like, she has a plan and she does it. And yeah, it was so robotic. It. it was, like, yeah. scary robotic. Like, if you look at the breakdown, it's, like, the same exact split the whole time. And then it's and the pace. sprint. Yeah, <laughs> same, crazy. Same, same split. Yeah. How many people were there cheering you on? Do you guys do it independently or do you guys do it with the whole team? I do it. We do it with the whole team um, at Blair. On a differently, I'm. Yeah, I'm gonna say, but um, I had um one of my best friends because obviously we don't have enough coxswains for every single person to have one, but I think it for me it's super important to have a person tell me my plan, like be there the entire time. And so my dad's actually a coach at Blair too; he coaches the boys. That's and sick. so he was also there, but he was also coaching the boys. So I asked actually my friend that like doesn't row to um to cox me through it and get me through it, and like the whole thing was on video because I had to send it to the Hungarian national team. So that was very, I like rewatched him. So your friend yeah. who doesn't row cocks you, what did they say to you? Like, how do they know any little cocks and cues? Did you, were they just cheering you on as like a homie or like? Well, he rode like, he rode for fun, like for a year or two. Oh, so he okay. Like, okay. So he had previous rowing knowledge. Okay. Gotcha. I had written down on a piece, piece of paper and he was just like holding it, like telling me all the things like I wanted to hear. Like that, that one, that 2K was very like national team focused. Like I just really wanted to get on the national team. So that, that was what was pushing me. Yeah. Got it. Wow. Yeah. Uh, well, 2Ks, I think uh, like ergometer wise, it's something that I think most people who row usually just hate because it's just like a machine of torment. And <laughs> like, <laughs> It is. It's it's horrible. But you just have to like find like something you kind of enjoy about it. Like for me, it making a challenge for myself every time I sat down on an ergometer because you're just sitting there for hours on end and you're dying on it. But it's always just challenging yourself to do better. And I think for a two k, uh, like in the winter time, we have a lot of six uh, k's on the ergometer. Mm -hmm. uh, 
like prep you to just uh, like keep a pace and uh, see what average you can hold. And you can usually calculate a 2K time that's usually realistic. Uh, and so based off that, I was planning to go under 723-ish, uh, like that Hungarian Junior Nationals for Ergometer. But then, uh, so the week beforehand, the Nationals, we always do like a test 2K. Mm-hmm. And so there I basically just pulled a 723 and I was like, okay, then like, I feel I can do much better than this. And at the national as I got a uh, 717, which was really tough. And there was a lot of competition with uh, one of our teammates who was also in the eight. Mm-hmm. Uh, she got a 716 yeah. and uh, yeah, which really sucked because I really wanted to uh, win the competition, but she got 1.3 seconds better but she was really amazing so it was a lot of third nationals nationals is huge for dropping times because you have you have like the boats on the screen on your erg screen you see exactly like how far the other rovers are or like oh, how close with the concept two technology I, I think i've seen that yeah that because I, I was in the u.s for for this and um last year or two years ago it was online so yeah. I, I was able to do it yeah. but this year i like broke my heart like i did it like <laughs> I did it like a, a week or two earlier than them. Yeah. But then I was looking, like I was watching same way, like cheering them on. Like I looked at, um, I had someone on Anna's phone, like FaceTime me. So yeah. I could, like, watch her. That's so awesome. Watch me die live. So she had the FaceTime going and was, yeah, just pulling the 2K. That's yeah. Crazy. That's crazy. I, my, uh, I had a teammate of mine who's at Texas now and she, uh, she went to the World Indoor Rowing Championships and it was in Long Beach, mm-hmm. really close to us in california and i remember like i wasn't there I, I wasn't on the team at the time but i saw i actually watched the the kind of post race thing and i saw her rowing and i saw like the the boat like you can see like you know on the ergs it kind of has like the thing where it's like the little like boat that it tells you how far yeah. you are playing that little i think it's like the shark game or whatever it's called but you know what i'm talking about that little like fish yeah. where you try to like yeah so yeah it helps you like pace and whatnot so that was that was cool but uh wow interesting I, uh, I know a lot of college teams do that. Like they put like they have t- TVs up and they, they hook all the ergs up. That way it's, you can see everyone how fast they're going and whatnot. It's really cool. Um, it really brings out like the team culture and everybody and they kind of get to challenge their other boat mates when they're not on water. You know what I mean? So it's pretty, it's a really interesting, you know, tool that they have. Um, but I guess the girls told me from the U.S. they did a lot of like uh, six by five hundreds and like three by two Ks and whatnot like that when they were at camp. Did you guys, did you guys have a set camp? Like they have like selection camp, right? Did you guys have that in Hungary? And what type of ergs did you guys do when you guys were in that camp? If you guys had, so we we had um, it was decided that there was going to be an eight, and the way it worked is like there was seven girls, right, that were um pretty much had a set spot in it, and then um there was one spot like up for grabs, and so these two when we went to camp, like there was a camp, it was like a training camp, so there wasn't like really selection except for those two girls. Yeah. And um and the beginning of that camp we did a two K that was like pretty much um just setting like where everyone was at, like what everyone was doing. And like then based on that and then the two girls like switched in and out of the boat and then a decision was made about who was gonna be in it. So I guess that's uh the extent to which selection went. I mean, we obviously don't have the depth that the US has when it comes to eights. I mean, Hungary has never sent a U nineteen eight to worlds, like ever. So obviously wow. we don't we don't have as many people clap it up for you guys that is insane you guys realize that you guys are literally making history right <laughs> yep <laughs> <Did> you? <laughs> that's, 
Now that's 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 like a huge thing to like go. I mean, just the fact that you guys are the first people, the first ones to go, that should just be like, and then and the yeah. fact that you guys competed against all the other countries, and that's that's insane. You guys should be very proud of yourself. That was awesome. I'm proud of you guys. Really, really am. That's, I did not know that. I I learned so much today. I really did. I don't really got any more questions other than the fact that I'm I'm proud of you guys. I mean, what you're doing is awesome. You know, not just competing for the U.S. but competing for Hungary and make and just showing that you know you can bring it and you can make sure that you bring a name for yourself. I keep bringing that up, but it's the truth. You know, and you guys are doing great things. It's awesome. Yeah, All right, I'm just motivated. Maybe <laughs> just keep going at it. Yeah. All right, keep going at it. Keep doing your thing, and you'll see the results. Uh, everyone, this is Four Charts Podcast. Another episode with the Hungarian Junior National Team. Petra Kasani and Anna Schrieber, great girls, great programs, great, great athletes. And I'm excited to see you guys in the next couple of years and beyond. Take care of yourself. Thanks, Hudson. Thank Bye. you. Bye.